Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Mahler, who is cold because this heat in Florida doesn't work, and there's snow, and he might even have a cold. How are you, Andy? You holding yeah, up? I'm a little under the weather. I didn't do diddly jack on Saturday. Really didn't didn't do much of anything except ingest some soup and some dayquil oh man yeah felt a little better yesterday i was worried i wasn't gonna be able to deep dive last night which maybe wouldn't have been the worst part because drew was depressed it was a bad weekend for him i had a break evenish weekend in football i finally did what um we always do this thing noops where we talk about player props and somebody in the chat has a good idea on a player prop, and I, oh, I love that. Oh, that's great. And then I don't place it. It wins by a million. So even I brought up the Saquon Barkley rushing. I'm like, God, can't they just run him like 30 times for 200 yards? Won't that just be the game plan, right? Against a really bad run defense? I said, I'm going to play. And then other people in the chat said, yeah, that's I'm, I'm on that, or I'm playing that. I'm like, all right, I'm going to play it. So I even did the ladder thing where I put some smaller bets on like over 147 yards, over 157 yards, and I got a few of them home. So it felt it felt nice to have a little safety net for some of my poorer bets. Got that. And my poorer bets being college basketball. Jesus. Kicked in the teeth a little. I didn't play anything yesterday, which was fun because I got the uh, my spreadsheet doesn't update fast enough. Where I can actually, when I pulled it up this morning, it's like, hey, you would have played Manhattan plus four yesterday. Of course. Of course I would have. Thanks, spreadsheet. They lost by, th- I, I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment, so I checked they lost by three. But uh, Joel Embiid, MVP, is underway. That team is fixed. I think we're all better. The Vikings-Bills game was electric. That was one of the most crazy games where it was like, oh, this is a 14-point game. The the Lions, the Packers, and the Vikings were all like, yeah, we're down by 14. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> and just all of them turned turned on a dime. It was wild. So fun fun weekend of football, and we're back at it this week. And Noop says extra time today because there's no tennis. It's There'll be some tennis tomorrow, but for some reason they decided to start the tournament tomorrow, Andy. So there's some qualifier matches, but there's only four of them, and they just about finished. Yeah, where is it? Just get, get me ahead of get me ahead of the schedule here. Where is it? Buenos Aires. Ooh, South American clay swing. Little there sneaky we go. End of the year South American clay swing. It's not a bad spot to be this time of year, as it is spring in Buenos Aires. Pert near summer. Um, speaking of nice places, we'll touch real quick on golf before we get into football. This is the final tournament that's a real tournament. It's not the final tournament you can bet on because you can certainly bet on the father-son event that happens here in a couple weeks. There's some weird events that you can wager on. This is technically the last real uh, PGA event, if you will, until we get to the Sony uh TOC Tournament of Champions in January, and field isn't great, but there are some decent names here, and everybody who lives here will play this one. This is on Sea Island down in Georgia, gorgeous area. A lot of golfers live there, but I will caution you, the guys who live there usually play like shit. I don't know if it's because it's their local tavern they go to every night, or all their friends are around, or they just want to spend time showing people around. 
or they're getting to sleep in their own bed and they're distracted by wives and kids. I made a lineup in DFS of six guys, six good golfers last year who live near this course on the sea island. One of them made the cut. It was an embarrassing, embarrassing performance by all of them. So don't use that in uh, in your handicapping this week. But Tony Finau, fresh off his win last week, will be here as your big favorite. Brian Harmon, Tom Hoagie, last year's winner at Pebble Beach, Jason Day. Taylor Montgomery, a guy who probably makes my card because he's about due to break through. Um, like I mentioned, Seamus, who's also got uh, a win. I believe he's your... FedEx points cup leader right now because he has, you know, the win and then also a couple decent finishes. Neesmith, Keith Mitchell, one of the aforementioned Georgia products, JJ Spawn and Denny Mack. I haven't made any decisions yet. It's an easy-ish course. It always goes to a playoff for some reason. I think it's like four or five of the last six or seven years we've had a playoff. There's been a bunch of guys here that are have always been close. I think That's Webb Simpson. I think Webb Simpson actually has not won this, but has been to two or three playoffs. So there's a handful of guys that have been close here. So I'm going to take a look at uh, some course history, which I don't love doing, but mostly course fit. Take a look at this beautiful little par seventy and find some guys. I'll have some. I'll have some outrights. I'll fire off tomorrow with Noonan on the same YouTube channel. Look for that if you like betting golf. I didn't have a, a winner this week, but I did. I did win money on tournament matchups. I went two and one, and I think two of them were plus money. So pays for my losing outrights, and then. Kami's Eagles, another thing I didn't bet yet. Probably won't. I do see, and Leg Show's pointing out, the whole world does seem to be kind of latching on to maybe the results that they saw last Thursday where the Eagles didn't take a shitty team terribly serious and just kind of held them at arm's length like you would in a cartoon if a smaller person was swinging at you. And, I mean, that's what it felt like with the Texans. It was like, oh, they're never going to pull away here. And Washington, maybe the same boat, but Heineke squarely. I'm, I'm not sure what the game plan for Washington is here, but, man, Philly is off the extra, extra rest by, and they're one of the best teams in the league. I'm not sure if I can use that Thursday night game to place an actual live wager on the Washington commanders right now. I don't think you take a lot away from that Thursday night game against Houston. Again, the Eagles know that they have kind of the pseudo buy, if you will, Thursday to Monday. And it's a look ahead spot to a division game. I know that you know, the Washington uh, foot, professional football team hasn't really been spectacular this year, but it's still it's a division game. And I think one of the things I like that they do with the schedule, they put more of these division games later in the season. Um, they've already played. Washington once snookered them pretty much in Washington, but you know that's a that's a spot where the Eagles really kind of want to lock in here for, for this week. So they're back at home, and I mean, you take a look at the Washington defense. What's going to stop the Eagles from putting up a big number here? Now they've been a first half team, so maybe you look at some first half angles. But I can't think of a reason that Washington is really going to be able to slow this team down. Yeah, and it, it was, you know, obviously a different quarterback when these when these two teams faced. It was Carson Wentz when they faced back in September, but that's the that's the main issue. Like even if Philly doesn't take it seriously, and yes, as people are pointing out in the chat, it's a divisional game. 
it's hard to lay double digits in a divisional game. They only allowed them eight points in that matchup, and those eight points didn't come until the fourth quarter. It was an absolute drubbing by the the Eagles defense. I think it's probably more like more of that. Um, if you like the Eagles, maybe a first half look, and maybe an under here. So, um, yeah, it, it might be the first might, half over second half under combo. Is yeah, it might. It might it might go over strictly off like Philly doing Philly was up twenty four nothing and a half. Like, you know, a twenty one three, twenty one seven kind of first half doesn't seem that unlikely. Philly does do a lot of damage early. So I don't know. Like uh, have fun with this. I'm just gonna bet touchdown scores and try to keep our we got a halftime streak alive. We took uh 49ers second half minus seven. I got a minus seven. Never in seven. doubt. Seven and a half, and because I and again, everybody in the chat was up in arms about this. Like, well, you guys are stupid idiots. Why wouldn't Herbert play? Like, because they looked at him for concussion. It's instantly like 50 50. You never know what's going to happen with that shit. People know I how touchy looked, the concussion thing is, right? Yeah, and I, I thought he looked fine. I about that already. So, um, and we didn't get the we didn't get the backup quarterback in, we didn't get the Chase Daniel look. and I don't Chargers still didn't do shit. 49ers were very dominant in that second half. Happy to have that. Looking for another one tonight. And uh hoping to start the week off right with a first touchdown score. That's the dream. And uh, again, Eels games are always so stinking tough. They're big favorites, and their touchdown concentration is very heavy with a few people. Again, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, AJ Brown score the lion's share of touchdowns for this team but some good angles here i like for the washington football team and a couple nice numbers on some other eagles that should be good tonight starting with dallas goddard 10 to 1 the tight end for the eagles again hasn't maybe drawn as many targets as people thought given some of the other players in the offense but this number should be closer to seven eight to one like it is just about every single other week um a little surprised that it started to slide out here i guess you know, given some of the increase in targets to Devontae Smith, his number has shrunk down and Goddard's has slid out a little bit. But Washington has given up touchdowns to tight ends um, pretty much all season. I think in almost every game they've given up a, t- a touchdown to a tight end. So happen to grab Goddard here at double digits, 10 to 1 or better. There's uh, that number's at a couple spots. Kenneth Gainwell, um, we've bet him a handful of times and will continue to do so, especially against defenses that really struggle against receiving running backs. Um Washington, the way the defense is set up, they actually do fairly okay against the run kind of in the middle of the field. But, you know, when you get into the red zone, Kenneth Gainwell does come in. He gets a lot of targets um, and receiving running backs, again, have done very well against Washington. We'll take them at 20 to 1. Just the Eagles defense, not the Washington defense. We have a rare combination, Andy, where uh, the defense that forces the least turnovers, I think the second or third least turnovers, faces the team with the least turnovers. The Eagles don't turn the ball over. Washington doesn't generate turnovers. Their special teams is nothing to be excited about. But the Eagles defense, however, turns the ball over quite a bit, just about as much, if not more, than any team in the league. I believe they were top three, if not number one in that category. Taylor Heineke, everybody thinks of maybe as a little more conservative, has thrown an interception in every single game he's played. Now, it's just three games, but has thrown a pick, has had a few other passes that probably should have been picked off at this point. Um, Just think there's a great chance that he throws one, he throws a touchdown to the Eagles tonight. Really like this at 22-1. to Curtis Samuel, 28 to 1. 
um, really is the heavy red zone target for the receivers here in Washington. And one of the few ways you do attack this Eagles team in the red zone is at the wide receiver position. Terry McLaurin will probably get Darius Slay tonight, um, you know, get basically all the attention there. So Curtis Samuel, again, who has been a big red zone target, especially the last three weeks with Heineke as, as quarterback, really like this number of 28 to 1, should be closer to 20 in my opinion. Logan Thomas, again, Eagles a little softer against the tight ends, and Thomas continues to be a target magnet with Heineke in these last couple weeks. Um, really like that at 36. And Heineke himself, 45 to 1, rushes the ball quite a bit. Um, had a couple first touchdowns last year. Um, I believe, yeah, that was last year when he played for Washington again. Um, I'm not sure if he has a first touchdown already this year. Again, just three games, but has rushed the ball quite a bit. 45 to 1. I, I love this, but. Again, go ahead. Make sure you cover yourself a little bit. Maybe I've been thinking, Andy, about doing some parlays of like Jalen Hurts' first touchdown and two touchdowns or something like that. I don't know. I keep trying to figure out ways to hone in on this Eagles team. Again, every week it does seem to be Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, or A.J. Brown. Yeah. Who was is, who is the first touchdown scorer in the last Eagles game? Uh, the last Washington game against the Philadelphia Eagles, it was no, no, Dallas no, no. Goddard. I was going to say the last Eagles game. Oh, the last Eagles game. Houston. It was some, it was some rando from it was yeah, it was a Houston Texan. Uh, it was a Houston Texan. Tegan yeah. Quitoriano. Yeah, it was the the Quentin Tarantino joke guy. That's sure. it, exactly. Yeah, it was if you ask your oh, mom who directed Pulp Fiction. A totally made up guy. <laughs> um, one look for me tonight in the basketball realms i had i show a little value on wofford but i i am just hesitant to fade drake at home at this point in the at this point like in the, the rapper yeah no drake he's, the iowa he's team. A basketball team drake, oh. drake's, drake's gonna be good like um maybe if this kept going like i don't know what it's at right now maybe, maybe if if there's a bunch of drake's team and this just kept going up to like 13, 14. There's a chance. I know some people who bet Drake early and got a decent number on that. And, and also, now with the changes, I never know which if it's in extra games or not. Drake is up to 12. God damn it. I might be betting Wofford, guys. Keep an eye. I'll put it out if I do bet that. But I did bet one Santa Clara. This is another one versus a good team. I only bet against good teams. We'll see how this goes, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, Utah State should be taking a step forward from where they were last year. Probably a tournament team. Probably kind of on that cusp. We'll see. Maybe they just win the Mountain West and not have to worry about it. Um, it's still early in the season. I'm basing this off a lot of priors, which is tough because, honestly, Santa Clara probably taking a step back a little bit from where they were last year. They've looked good. But they've played absolute nobodies. They beat the tar out of two pretty bad teams. Utah State kind of kind of in that same boat, although like the the Bradley, what was it? Bradley and Utah Valley are be they're better teams than uh, Santa Clara has beaten. They're right around the the same level as Santa Clara. Another home game. This will be the first road game for for Santa Clara as they head down to wherever the bleep Utah Valley plays. Honestly, or, I'm Utah State, rather. I can never keep the Utah teams straight. We're going to look this up right now. Utah State. Aggies play in, is it Provo? This one, Logan. Logan, thank God. But just kind of a 
underlying metrics numbers thing, I make this like five and a half, which makes me feel bad because all my underlying number plays have done shitty over the weekend. Utah State's not really forcing turnovers, even against these bad teams. And I like some of the offensive rebounding numbers we've seen on both sides of the glass for Santa Clara. So plus seven for me tonight. We'll see where uh, see where Bookmaker has this right now. You can still get a seven. Market has not has not moved much. There was eight earlier in the week or earlier in the, this cycle. Kind of a soft opener, but seven looks like the number for me. And that's just, that's it. Unless I really, really hate myself and bet Wofford later. Well, speaking of things I'm going to hate, I guess I'll talk about it. the NBA comes up, but I bet two picks. There's a total I'm going to bet the over on. It's going to go under, and I'm going to be furious by 8.30. So it's fun to know those things about yourself. I already bet the magic. <laughs> it's you know not that? the magic. It's not no, the magic. I know, but, I, but I, you bet the magic, so did I. Oh, NBA Andy. We like well, no, Drew. Drew just told me he was going to bet the Magic in the Bucks last night. Yeah, the Bucks are, are pretty close to me, but two teams I do like here: the Orlando Magic again. Just looks like a really good spot. I know the Hornets do have Lamelo Ball back. It will be his second game, but no Gordon Hayward. Terry Rozier continues to be kind of banged up, and it's a bad basketball team. I mean, Lamelo hasn't had any chance to work himself in any kind of form here with the team now a pretty good player and they're obviously much better without him but you know this is telling me that the hornets would be a short favorite over this magic team on a neutral court which is just nuts to me um the magic at home i had this closer to four points myself so minus one minus two if that pops up it all looks good to me um the magic again when they have their point guards healthy are generally not terrible which is kind of where we are here this is always tough Andy, when you're trying to handicap bad teams but the magic are pretty solid they continue to try to win Paolo Bancaro did practice on Saturday, so I assume that he's going to play today. It would be pretty weird to have him practice on Saturday and then keep him out of the actual game tonight. Once he comes in, I think we will see this finish around three, minus four, pretty close to the number I have. So grab the Magic now at minus one. And the Toronto Raptors, um, Gary Trent Jr. was just announced out, so this actually moved a little bit against me. You get a better number here, Raptors minus four. Still like it with Raptors minus four. Um, Trent, a really good catch and um, shoot player for them really spread opens up the floor so would have preferred he played tonight but even without Trent Jr. Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet there's enough depth on this Raptors team to just absolutely swallow up um, this Detroit Pistons squad no Kate Cunningham it's not quite cutting the head off the snake but the Pistons really don't have much more else um, a lot of their players are kind of built to play around Kate they're differential to him curious to see what Jaden Ivey can do tonight maybe he shakes out a little bit but uh, an already thin Pistons team is going to be missing their best player. I think the Raptors really put one on them tonight. Might go back and add a uh, Pistons team total under. We'll see. I kind of agree with Drew on the Bucks minus four, but uh, Dan is probably just sitting laughing to himself right now because all the Hawks have done is just snooker me over and over and over again. And, um, you know, as good as the Sixers were against them the other night, they got a little bit of revenge there. It's tough. And the bet that I will be making in the future, the Phoenix Suns, Miami Heat, that total is at 215. I can't wrap my head around how that's lower than 219. Um, started that out with 220, almost 221 this morning. Tweaked some stuff down. Tyler Hero might be out. But as soon as Tyler Hero is announced in, if he is, I'm going to be taking that over there. And just before kickoff the football game, I expect to be freaking out about both teams shooting 40% because that's kind of how it seems to be going to start the season. You know, what? they are going to be shooting 40%. Uh, <clears throat> noops. From three. I hope so. That's That's me being positive. 
I like much, it. You be, I'll be much, negative. You be positive. Much positivity as I can muster with my uh, my ailment. Just I like. I'm just full of full of phlegm and hate right now. <laughs> but I'll get there. I'll get better. I'm just gonna eat some more soup. I'm gonna take some uh, some medicines. Fuck. Oh, I know. I had fun on Thursday. I don't know how much. I already, like, Uber Eats is already like, hey, you're a regular. Yeah, buddy, I know. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I order from not Uber Eats just so they don't judge me as much. But, yeah, if I have any more basketball, I will tweet, tweet, tweet it out, put it on Betsports app as well. Um, I doubt it. I'm going to start looking at some totals as we go here. But uh, with that, I wish you guys the best of luck today. In love, life, and wagering, and catch you tomorrow. Hit the thumbs up on the way out.